Love Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it is time for The Art of the CEO, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I'm your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business, and uh, whether you are a man, the man responsible for maintaining all 421 trash cans at the New York Port Authority bus terminal, like Josh, or the owner of a B2B middle marketing firm, like Dee, we are here to bring you sage counsel of business masters and to help your career and business. Today's episode is entitled, The Benefits of the New Business Etiquette. Yes, today we are going to chat a little bit about etiquette and courtesy and how they can take you and your firm giant strides forward, and what are some of the attitudes and simple practices that will give you a more agreeable appearance and a more satisfying business experience. And the good news is that we're very fortunate to have the very kind and very clever reigning guru of business etiquette, Miss Mary Monica Mitchell, an old friend, and she is going to help us better our relations with others. Mary has been proving to business leaders the profitability of civility for the past two decades. Mary's an internationally renowned speaker, and her more than half dozen books include such gems as The Complete Guide, a complete, I'm sorry, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Modern Manners and The Idiot's Guide to Etiquette. And she has one called Class Acts. And there's one wuss to the wise in which two canines sort of stand bewildered at the blunders of human behavior. But her latest one, and we'll be talking about that today, is called The Fast Track to Modern Manners. Mary also has several columns, including Nice Manners, which she pens for Reuters, as well as a weekly Comcast show of the same name. Uh, Mary also heads up the Mitchell Organization, in which she offers both individuals and corporations some consultation on the benefits of bettering your relationships through gracious living and acting. In short, Mary's a crusader who believes the the fine concepts and practices of civility and brings courtesy to the cutting edge of the 21st century. And quite frankly, my friends, this is an era that could greatly benefit from Mary Mitchell. (laughs) But before we solve all your relationship challenges, let me take a few moments to supply you out there with a few utensils for our feast. First, as I always do, allow me to remind each of the individuals hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. That's the most important position you will ever hold in your career. Will this be the day that you share a little of your inner strength with someone who has, and have no hope of getting anything in return? Or will you seek satisfaction through continued self-absorption? The choice is truly yours. Secondly, it is time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitations from that fine, fine book, 101 Best Business Quips. So let me pull it out here. Hold on. And we flip, flip, flip. Okay. Here is number 36. Technology increases the speed and number of communications. I do not say it improves them. <laughs> As an afterthought, may I remind each of you, that unto each situation there is a time, a 
time to email, a time to text, a time to phone, a time to carefully pen a note on elegant stationery, and a time that only can can be satisfied when you meet folks face to face. Pick the time if the choice is yours. The third utensil, and perhaps we should call today's utensil the triple martini lunch spoon, we will give you the answers to last week's business quotation. Today, before we leave the air, we will broadcast another quotation, and we invite you to send us the name of the author, as you believe him or her to be. Simply pen the name and the quote as you remember it and send it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. If you're right, we will send you a small gift and announce your name in the air. The author of last week's quote, the individual who said, if you pick up a starving dog and make him prosperous, he will not bite you. This is the principal difference between dog and man. That author was none other than Mr. Samuel Longhorn Clemens, whom we all know as humorist Mark Twain. So now, let us dig into today's feast and call upon the expertise of author, speaker, and consultant of every sort of modern etiquette, Mary Mitchell. Mary, how are you doing today? I am doing so well, Bart, because I'm just so thrilled to have the opportunity to do what I love and to share that with you today and and your listeners. Well, I'm so glad that you could come on. And ladies and gentlemen, I think you should know that Mary has just returned from teaching hundreds and hundreds of doctors Good bedside manners, right? Is that it? And I'm, my feeling is if you can teach good manners to, to surgeons and sturgeons, I, I think you could teach it to just about anybody. Is that so? Well, I think that doctors are under tremendous pressure right now. And mm, uh, it's true. pretty easy to forget your interpersonal skills when you're under that kind of pressure. You know, but I have to be you know. very careful about, with what I say because I'm married to a surgeon. <laughs> oh my goodness, my goodness. Uh, well, yeah, yes. Um and you live on the water and so I've got to make that that's a surgeon, right? I got to make sure I get that spelling right. Okay. Now <laughs> Oh, well, as Cecil Rhodes said they can't all be gems. Uh Mary, my father always taught me that courtesy is much more than some ancien regime of protocols and proper words and gestures. Courtesy, he used to say to me, is kindness. Have I got that right? Your father was a very wise man, and what he understood is that manners and etiquette are two very different animals. Manners come from the inside. Well, manners come from the inside, and they're all about our attitudes. And manners, good manners, are indeed based on kindness. Hmm. The, okay. whereas, whereas etiquette is just a bunch of do's and don'ts. They're the rules mm-hmm. of the game. And they're external. They come from the outside. Now, good manners give mm-hmm. etiquette their authority. Right. Well, now some of this, I mean, I uh, will never forget when we rented a castle in Scotland, the, old, the idea of holding open a door and holding a chair for a lady uh, took on a real new practical meaning. The chairs were so huge, and the doors were literally six feet wide and, and bowed, that it, it, it took one hefty 
soul to 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 heave that door open or to heave the chair in. It was literally a a test of something. It was simply a showing uh, that you were strong enough to to help this this woman out. Now. We maintain those, um, I guess you would call it, etiquette forms, and they do add a touch of kindness to our lives, don't they? Oh, of course. They Etiquette, etiquette certainly does add a touch of kindness to our lives. It also mm-hmm. brings a lot of order <laughs> into the workplace. Oh. And while you mention opening doors and holding out chairs, let me just comment that those, those, those are actually... Um, Based on chivalry, when mm, mm. we gave we gave extra attention to uh, females because they were allegedly weaker, and um, we gave we gave extra attention to uh, individuals, particularly women who were older. Um, mm. What has happened in the workplace today is uh-huh. that because we have allegedly a gender neutral workplace. Those yeah, we like that. That's a nice fantasy. Everyone, it, it, it makes uh, thing people can't believe that at their peril. But go ahead. Well, my point is that is that it's not required uh, for a, a man <clears throat> to hold a chair or to a, a or a door. The point is that whoever gets the help, whoever needs the help, should get the help regardless of gender. Now, <clears throat> my point, my point is that uh-huh. women should be way too concerned with important things to mm-hmm. ignore the kind, you know, can't we just accept these things graciously and move on? Mm-hmm. I've had women, I've had women be, take great umbrage when a man uh, pulled open a chair for her. Uh, you know, that's mm-hmm. silly. Doesn't she have better things to think about? <laughs> Good for you. I'm glad you said it because I open doors and hold chairs and even walk on the outside of women when we go go down the street. And uh, the if a person cannot take kindness, they are not being kind. And I I think I'm so glad to hear you say that. Now, Mary, technology has given us some new ways. Of, of operating in business for which we really have not designed any standards yet of either uh, benefit of, of either practiced etiquette or, or even uh, uh, the manners that, that run behind them. We become speed obsessed, for instance, and uh, that, that uh, ruins humanity, let alone graciousness. And we haven't yet, but we haven't made all our new ways of Missive, all our new missive methods effective. Uh, let's look at the start the uh, the smartphone. When I call up someone, uh, what's what is a proper greeting? What is a proper form for a for a uh, the, the the smartphone call? When when you call anyone, it's important uh-huh. to remember that we are we're interrupting them. <laughs> so. Uh-huh. And we're doing, we're calling that person generally at our convenience, not at their convenience. Right. And so right. it makes sense to, at the very beginning, say, hello, Bart, this is Mary Mitchell. Do you mm-hmm. have a moment? That's a very nice... Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to call that a quill pen moment. I'm sure there'll be others. But I would like you to dip, take your pen, dip it in the inkwell, and write that down. 
that you are trespassing inadvertently on another person's time and you have to you should invite yourself in do you have a moment it is a simple phrase but means a lot thank you okay and anything else that that, that I should remember I would say to to speak relatively slowly mm-hmm. because we mm-hmm. cannot always you know we're we're immediately trying to track this person um, yeah, and yeah. and remember, okay, what are they saying? It's all new information for us, for the, the receiver of the call. Mm-hmm. I now, think that's part, a... that, Go ahead. May I just comment here that, that that assumes that the individual takes the call in the first place because the smartphone, yeah. generally, <laughs> generally we know uh, we see an, a, a caller ID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. And uh, I know my uh, if my wife sees that I'm calling, she I she usually hangs up quickly. But uh, <laughs> at any rate, I I think that that's that that's something that we have that ability. The other thing I might like to add, just for my own personal thing, is that people tend to speak very evenly and nicely on the phone and then they're going to leave their phone number and they say so mary my phone number and they click off i would ask everyone to a say the number twice and b say it slowly if you're going to give somebody a telephone number the average person who can take in 10 digits in order at 60 miles an hour are markedly few folks, and I would ask you to give them a chance to get that that call recorded. That's that's a pet peeve of mine, and so there you have it. <laughs> well, one one strategy, one one tactic that I always advocate is when we're leaving a telephone number, pretend that uh-huh. we're writing it in the air. Oh, and and that kind of slows you down by definition. Yeah, you're 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 having a sympathy. That is, by your writing, you're emulating. That is giving sympathy to the person who is going to be jotting it down as well. That's that's a very clever idea. I like that. Now, Mary, am I right in that when you are speaking to somebody face to face, the proper placement for that phone that that that, that in the ear telephone that so many people wear is to take it out put it on a hard surface, and pressure the heel of your shoe hard on top of it, right? <laughs> I think that's a little extreme, Bart. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I would I would be very happy for individuals to simply remove their, their, head, their earphones and put them in their mm. pocket. That's All enough right. for me. Okay. But you know, we have different standards, I guess. If yes, if you if you do it with me, I may step on it. So, but that's that's only me. That's, um, I also want to chat a little bit now, since we're on the on the tech term, let, uh, about texts and emails. In the old days of letter writing, we were taught sensible protocols. You know, put a letterhead up top so you know who it's coming from, and salutations and so forth. Today, I now get. Uh, text and email misses that don't address me. They just have a sentence signed by the person's initials. You know, uh, like to meet you for lunch someday, TR. And it's, I can figure it's probably not Teddy Roosevelt, but I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, could, could you give us a few, few sort of generalized email tips, things we should remember? The first email tip that I would give is to keep the subject line current. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
I think that, yeah. that, that becomes exceedingly important. And then mm. there should be some sort of a salutation. And, of course, that salutation depends on the context of the relationship. So sure. if, you, if, if, um, if it happens to be a peer, a friend, then I might say, um, hi, Bart, or hello, Bart, and that just indicates that the individual, that this is the beginning of the email. This is where it starts. Mm. And right. then it, uh-huh. it's fair enough to you'd sign off with, if, if you happen to know, if you happen to refer to someone as TR, then, of course, sign it, sign it TR. If, however, you are dealing with someone who, uh, who is not your peer, perhaps is higher up on the, on the food chain, then it becomes important to use a, an actual salutation, and mm-hmm. which would sound like dear so-and-so. Uh, right, right. And you should, and, and if you don't know the individuals, uh, if you're not on first-name basis with that individual, do not assume that you are. Uh, yes, I think that's true. If 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 I'm writing someone for the first time, or someone I have who was a, a speaker at a luncheon I attended and didn't even talk to, don't write, dear Tom. Correct. One of the most important pieces here, Bart, is mm-hmm. to remember that we have four generations actively participating in the workplace today. That's unprecedented in American mm. history, uh-huh. Uh-huh. which makes it very important to remember that, okay, I might be a millennial, I might be 25 years old, however, I might also be reporting to someone who is 60 years old, and, right. that, and the, way, the way that 60-year-old is going to perceive me is completely different from the way I, the millennial, would perceive him or her. Oh, and that's because, very you know, true. We all wear our perception glasses. We filter everything mm. through our own experience. And the mark of someone who can truly be successful and truly be effective is an individual who can look through the other person's perception glasses. Right. Very good point. That's that's really very clever. Uh we we do have to give that perception and gain a little understanding of the people as you say for for uh generations not everyone there are no good old boys because there's good young boys and good old girls they're all mixed in the workplace and they're very very each person carries their own perspective that's that's very true uh, no, ladies and gentlemen oh god okay i just wanted what were you to say? point out I wanted to point out a very interesting comment, uh, article that was in the New York Times fairly recently, and it dealt uh-huh. with how millennials uh, create uh, real anxiety for themselves when they have to leave a voicemail message, because to a millennial oh. now, voicemail is obsolete. Oh. oh. And so they experience performance anxiety. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, good heavens! Good heavens! Uh, oh well, this shows. I guess I'm so old that I didn't realize that 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 would be a that that would be an anxiety. See, that's that's the flaw in my perspective. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the midpoint of our feast, and I would, if, if we may, ask us to take a brief sorbet. It is time for me to introduce the company by whose good graces we are here today. That's Bart's uh, Prometheus Publishing, the creator of Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides, and you may visit that uh, that site at bartsbooks.com, B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and explore a wide wealth of business tools. I invite you personally to take a look at two books. Number one is Hire on a Whim by Richard Garrett, uh, for, and it has the four qualities that make for great employees. This is a guide that will help both uh, employers find top talent and employees be that top talent that is a very desirable hire. And secondly, I would like to uh, mention the excellent volume, Behind Every Successful Woman is Herself which points out the real advantages and strategies for women in business. And that was one that Mary Mitchell herself has contributed very generously to. And this was something that I think uh, uh, has helped a lot of people, as uh, her insights always do. So let us now return uh, to Mary. And uh, I'm... We are back with uh, our Lady of Etiquette and Manners Insight, Mary. And I wanted to ask you, when in in the book that uh, Behind Every Successful Woman is Herself, you talked about, you you gave ten words that uh, women often speak to their own detriment. Uh, What are some of the words that you hear people using now that... uh, there perhaps some of the phrases, some of the uh, communication faux pas that, that that people are using that is really not going to do them a whole lot of good. A couple of the, the words that I believe sabotage ourselves, whether you're male or female today, mm-hmm. and, and this was not actually in the book, but huh. those words would be like, you know, it's oh, like, yeah. And I did, and totally, totally, <laughs> I'm just so totally that, 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 that. Um, right, right. They are really, they sabotage you. They make you look like you don't know what you're doing. I Moving see. on. Uh-huh. I, 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 I totally that, agree with you, as we say. <laughs> <laughs> like this part. <laughs> uh, one, one word that women use, and I wish they wouldn't, is the word sorry. No matter, it seems to me that women are constantly saying, oh, oh I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's important yes. to remember that sorry is a state of being. <laughs> <laughs> and we oh, my. do not, you know, we do not want to have ourselves perceived as sorry, particularly when, you know, the brain doesn't really discern truth from fiction. So if we're constantly no, no. going around saying we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry, eventually we really believe it. Yo, so much yo. better, so much stronger to say, I apologize. Ah, you know, there is a, a shade of meaning there that is quite different. Huge. I apologize Huge. means that I'm specifying a specific act that uh, I I wish I had not done because I now see the the harm it caused you or the inconvenience or something. But it's a specific act. I'm sorry 
is it really doesn't say anything except as you say your state of being it it just means i'm sorry but i, I it doesn't even mean that i care that it caused you an inconvenience so you're right exactly that's, that's, mm-hmm. exactly you know apology uh, is an action step and right it is so much more effective so much more constructive and authoritative to when something happens let's say you're you're being you're being criticized for something and you can say right. ha oh, thank you uh, now that now that you've brought this to my attention i can do something about it i apologize that it whatever i apologize i like that, that i thank you meaning i will act on your words that's right i am listening to you mary i see what you are saying you bring up a good point so i'm not only validating what you do but i'm maintaining my own strength of self in your eyes oh, exactly oh. the other the other one other point that i think women uh-huh. uh, women fall prey to is mm-hmm. they can't accept compliments. So mm. you know yeah. you've heard that the, the you've heard all oh, this whole thing. You know I bought it twenty yeah. years ago. That kind of thing. <laughs> but actually, <laughs> it is so much more. I didn't realize you could see my tie. It, uh, anyway, <laughs> it's you know it's just so much more constructive to say thank you, smile, and shut up. If you must say something. <laughs> Then, then say, yes. it's so good of you to notice, or I'm glad you like it, or I'm glad that helped. Mm. You're also, again, validating the other person, considering them, exactly. rather yes. than, than saying, look at me, I'm so embarrassed, I don't know what to say, Where should I, shouldn't I be sitting on my hands? Uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, I was wondering, Mary, if you'd allow me to set up a case study, if I may. Suppose now that I am meeting a potential client, and and this is my big break. If I land this lady, uh, literally my firm's revenue will soar. So what are a few personal business manners and attitudes that I need to consider as I prepare and walk into this, this lady's office? The first thing I would suggest is to do your homework. Mm, mm, Learn about, read your homework about the company, the company culture, Mm -hmm. which is very often different from its stated mission. Right. right. Do your homework on on the individual with whom you're going to be speaking. Uh, this is one area where LinkedIn, where the social media can be so helpful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Very, very helpful. Um, in this country, and I, I, I think that's, this is a very important distinction, in this country we expect three things from an individual non-verbally when we meet them. We expect eye contact, expect mm-hmm. a handshake, and we expect... Um, we expect a firm handshake, eye contact, and of course, greeting, and a smile. Yes, right. Very That's, important. I'm glad you said that. This is good, Mary. We, we uh, as as we're moving along very swiftly, alas, toward the uh, end of our show. Could you tell us, uh, tell the folks where they can get hold of Fast Track to Modern Matters? Um, where can they pick up a copy of that? 
all of all of my books are available on Amazon.com. All righty. And how can they get hold of you? How someone who is looking for a consultation for their uh, or a speaker? How can they get hold of Mary Monica Mitchell? Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> my website <laughs> is themitchellorganization.com. All righty. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you will all take advantage of that. I certainly have learned a lot today. Uh, of course, with my matters, I have a lot to learn. But nonetheless, I want to thank Mary very much for coming on our show. And we definitely are going to have to have her back again. So as we round out today's show, uh, I would like to leave you with uh, this show's business quotation. True friends in business are those who stab you in the front. Uh, the hint is to the gentleman who said that he was the one who really knew the fine art of playing. And if you uh, know the author, remember just to send that along to info at bartsbooks.com and we will read your name on the air and send you a gift. So please do not uh, forget to sign it. Finally, as a parting shot, in the words of, of my wife's husband, if a writer's five favorite words are paid to the order of, a salesman's five favorite words are, yes, I'd better take two. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you so much. It has been a privilege. Goodbye. <laughs>